It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. You're here. You're a podcast listener, tried and true and confirmed. One of our biggest fans. Gosh, we appreciate you. Thank you for all the support you show by listening to the product every week, consuming the product and just having us be a part of your lives. It's another Thursday morning. We're so happy to be hanging out with you. Christopher, how do you feel about the the lovely English weather? We got sunshine, but we've also got lots and lots of cold. I feel like you might be wanting to change it up this week. I suddenly panicked when you said it was Thursday morning. Because <laughs> it's not Thursday morning, Jeffrey. But to the listener, it's Thursday morning. Yeah. Or it could be a Saturday. Or it could be any day. Spoiler. They catching up. There could be someone binging this right now, which Dude, those people, me. yeah, those people are out there. And I am one of them when it comes to other podcasts. So love to you guys, most of all, the bingers. Um, please. But I'm excited anyway. Same. We've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, straight off before the thirty second game, where I explain the podcast. And this is actually a really good preamble to the thirty second game. I think today, weirdly, is going to be one of our hottest episodes. There are going to be takes because you have like one guy that women <laughs> swoon over because he's really pretty, and oh. you have another guy who women swoon over because he lives with his, lives with his mum. Yes. <laughs> and those are the two people we're talking about today. <laughs> is it me and you? <laughs> <laughs> are we I ready for the my podcast mom, are we ready for that. the podcast <laughs> i think we are okay. but i was also going to just preamble to say that i'm very excited yes. because it's a monday morning that it we're recording indeed. this and i'm flying across the world my geography's <laughs> nice. not good <laughs> i was like which sea is he gonna say which ocean is he gonna take gonna a punt on neither, neither the world. Of the seas. very good but i'm flying to dubai to visit my sister and fingers crossed that's nice we've, we've invited her we don't know if she's coming yet yeah but we've invited her to the to be on the pod um not because i'm gonna be on her pod but we've invited her on our pod because she has takes she watches content. she has takes she's listened to us watches content week. listens to us and is a podcaster herself exactly shout and, out to her and, and a content machine and great on the socials which is stuff we could probably take advice on this pod might just be us asking her for advice yeah socials properly she'll be like post but, stuff and we'll be like hmm interesting post what though <laughs> okay um, I, I mean just the stuff you send each other she'll say and we're like hmm very interesting um <laughs> but I, we'd love to have her so yeah fingers crossed for that in terms of the main in terms of the you know cultural content consumption appraisal hour canon um i would love to explain what this whole thing is to you in exactly 30 seconds and okay, cool. just and- no fussing no tangents all just straight to the point explaining exactly what the podcast is i've got a quizzical look from my friend over there i'm just gonna tell you what it is i'm ready when you're straight to the point yeah bro 
All right. Challenge <laughs> challenge accepted, I guess. Your 30 seconds to explain to the new listeners or old listeners or just listeners that still don't know what we're talking about, yes. what the pod's all about in 30 seconds, yes. starting now. We overly romanticise it. Back in the day, you'd go into a record shop and be like, oh, the guy's going to tell me what to listen to and we'll talk about it. And now it's all like, oh, if you consume that, you should consume this. Amazon telling you what to do. Well, guess what? We can keep that alive. I don't know if you can keep that alive by record shops. They don't exist as much, even though I do recommend you seek them out. But another way to, to keep that vibe, podcasts, your friends, your community, your people. We're honored to be part of your community. This is basically a recommendation podcast. Tune in, have a good time, have stuff recommended and enjoy. I didn't explain the scores or anything else, but I had a very strong thing about how this is the digital version of back in the day when you'd go into record shops and you, talk. You suggested that we recommend to the listener what to consume. Mm. That's not what we do on the podcast. I feel like it's exactly what we do at the podcast. We recommend to each other. Um, if we have listeners, we like we're it, recommending we say, to give them. Give it a go. Yeah. I, I, you're a proxy for me. It's all about the listener. We're here for the listener. And I'm uh, a proxy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... I'm listener adjacent. <laughs> yeah you're just you know listen i you are an avatar for the listener and speaking of the listener it's time to give you that good sweet content because ever since last week's episode you're sat there like this boy did not sound happy when he was pitched beckham episode one on netflix there was even expletives there was controversy um <laughs> i need to i need to openly apologize to both jeffrey and the audience and my partner who overheard me say this <laughs> when you were, we were recording, recording the pod. No. when we were recording uh i am sorry jeffrey you are indeed not an ass wipe and i take it back <laughs> i do really i didn't like you a lot in that moment no and... <laughs> well i'm glad you can still be honest about that at least that you're feeling your feelings are valid so let's talk yeah. about your let's talk about your feelings because um they're valid an apology accepted for calling me an asswipe that's nice of you i'm that's so funny she actually heard you during the record that's so funny um <laughs> did she express any uh, sympathy and pity for the the dire situation you're in nope she just went you called jeffrey an asswipe that's uh, very rude ah uh, bless her <laughs> and well, i was like yeah it is and then i immediately sent you a message apologizing <laughs> we've we've known <laughs> each other somebody else told me that I did bad. <laughs> I didn't acknowledge that in the moment. <laughs> well, it's been a couple of decades. That's what, that's what you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. Sometimes that is what you need. You need someone else to be like, you just did a thing, you know, notice the things you do and say. That would be nice. But we, yeah, th worst things have been said. Worst uh, names have been used in calling each other things. It's okay. We move on. We are stronger for it. <laughs> but, um, but to be honest, it was more of a, a hilarious moment for me just because, you know... There's a lot of, oh, we know each other, so this one is a bit of a teasing pitch. This one is a bit of a, you know, you'll love it pitch, a bit outside your comfort zone pitch. And for this one, not quite having the context, yeah, I was I, I, I was very stunned by the response. And then when you explained it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But it wasn't, what did you pitch me, Jeff? It wasn't top of mind. I pitched you Beckham, episode one, the new Netflix series about David Beckham and... You, if anything, I was kind of intrigued um, because in a DM situation, I mentioned it and you said, I will not be watching this. And these are very terse words from your boy, Christopher Anousis, who didn't who chose not to elaborate in the moment. And I was like, I wonder what he means. This is like from as far as I'm aware, this is like a childhood hero type dude who plays for his favorite team. Um, 
So I was kind of curious why, and then the floodgates opened last week, and you started talking about why, and I was like, oh dear. <laughs> so now it's kind of <laughs> up to you how much you want to touch on those reasons, or how much you just want to review the content itself, like how much you want to give the listener context to these these scores and your outrage at being pitched this. I'm happy to go wherever you want to go with this. Uh, but another warning to the listener is that um, we, we might get in our football feelings just for a hot second since we were kids and up until sad, sad adulthood, we are still waving our, our football team flags proudly. You've got your Chelsea boy here and you've got your Manchester United boy over there. So I wonder if that will come up. We'll see. But yeah, please start talking to us about about where you want to take this today and how much you're going to get into your feelings on just being pitched in the first place. So my my angst to the pitch initially was mm. that um, I heard about the documentary. I spoke about it at length um, at, on a stag do about why I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I like this. I, I spoke about it at length as if like you were just like you stood up and you did a speech. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I told I told all the boys to put their pints down. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, everyone. I, 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 have, I have something I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should watch the Beckham doc. Everyone starts booing you. You're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh to be fair yeah i think only one of i think the stag is the only other man united fan on that oh there you stag. go that's interesting so okay. the rest are all weird london fans stuff mm-hmm. but that's fine good for them weird london fans yeah. who are from london supporting london teams how odd i know strange right it I is mean, weird can you not hear my mank accent coming out loud <laughs> and proud anyway so um given all the controversy around joe lycett david beckham and the qatari world cup I just felt that this was a giant PR stunt for Beckham to try and get people on side for a person who, um, as is touched upon, um, kind of enjoys the limelight and wanted to do more than just football from a young age in this in this documentary. Um, so I just thought, I don't need to watch this. I lived it. I understand. I know a lot of the stories that were told and have been told. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so the Joe Lysett thing, which I feel like the listener might need like a minute of context on. They might not be caught <laughs> up on this. That firstly. And also the jump from that to I lived it, I don't need it. Are you feeling that way if you didn't have the controversy? Because there are many things that I lived it and I was there for, but I like to hear a little sorry, retrospective. Sorry, I should say... I, I, Give us a very bit. good point. Yes. Very, very good point that if none of that controversy had happened yes. and Beckham wasn't a sports washing um, statue mm. for the Qataris, mm. um, then I possibly would have consumed it because I was like, yeah, nostalgia is great, isn't it? Right. <laughs> to right. Be fair. Exactly. Like, like anything, like if there was another freaking Michael Jackson documentary that just got released covering all the stuff I already exactly. knew, I'd be like, there might be a 20 second clip of something I haven't seen. <laughs> exactly. exactly. See. Okay. Good to know. So yeah, fair. But it just, it made it easier for me to not watch it because I I knew a lot about it. I watched the Class of 92 documentary when that came out and it covers a lot of the same ground. So, um, so there was that. Yes. What about, okay, just, yeah, even... So, 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 yeah, so that was was me going, what about it? I don't know enough. Yeah, so I was going to say, with with not knowing enough, I think the, the listener will very much appreciate Christopher, since he was a child, has supported Man United. And if anything, I would like for this to be an opportunity if you'd like to take it on. I didn't actually somehow you sending a screenshot of your conversation with someone else is the first time I feel like I've maybe you've told me before and I just didn't listen. This happens sometimes, even when you record a podcast with someone. Um, But it's the first time reading that screenshot. I realized like why you started supporting United in the first place. So, like, I feel like now if you want to tell a short version of that story, that would be kind of nice to hear. And then that can lead up to why you then felt let down by one of the 
you know, biggest hero worshipped players of your team ever. Yeah, so as we alluded to earlier, I'm London born and bred. Yes. Um, but my dad is Greek mm. and my dad um, supported Man United from a young age. Um, he mm. obviously had a Greek team as well, Olympiakos. Also oh, is he an Olympiakos guy? Yeah. Am I saying um, it wrong, say it again? Olympiakos. Olympiacos. When you say anything Greek, you emphasize the last syllable. Uh, so it's Olympiacos. See, you say you don't <laughs> learn things when you listen to the cultural content consumption appraisal. Our. Our. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So basically from a young age, yes. um, my dad supported them. And I just pretty much followed in step mm-hmm. as, as, as any good son would do. Sure. Um, just saying that loudly for my eldest brother who decided to rebel and support Spurs. Um, <laughs> Fair play to him. I like both ways. I like the son that just falls in line. <laughs> Don't I we like... all, Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted to follow my dad's footsteps. Unless I was like, you're in Qatar, you can't like both ways. Wow. Um, I was like, what team what should I support, Dad? He was like, I like Steve McManaman. And I was like, okay, do I have to support Liverpool? He was like, no, I don't really care about football that much. I was like, fair enough. But in your case, your dad's out here supporting United and you're the yeah. youngest you're like okay dad. Because i never i don't remember the decision i don't remember me ever going hmm that's what team should i support i just grew up and supported man united and i don't know i don't know anything else and that's right. pretty much it to be right fair. okay so um anyway this documentary um wait wait wait. we're nearly there that meant a lot to you you became a fan of man united many many years later um there's a world cup mm-hmm qatar get it um yeah and Bex, there's a load of controversy bex gets because on yeah. his PR soapbox, not soapbox, he's a PR guy for Qatar. And yeah. I think this is where I think it gets interesting for the listener because it's not just like, oh, I'm outright already against it from the jump. Joe Lysett, the British comedian, started having a go because ever since the 90s, Bex, and we're going to get into Posh and Bex and that whole, you know, cultural phenomenon that they were. What isn't really, if you're afraid of football, do not worry that the show's not really about football when we get oh, to that's it. That's all I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but they were a cultural phenomenon that back in the day before it was as uh, much of a talking point as it is these days, especially for like a gruff, you know, footballer type, very manly man macho. He was very LGBTQ plus friendly for someone back in those days and almost a pioneer of someone who. Uh, is a sportsman, especially an English sportsman, who showed a lot of support and solidarity. And, you know, Victoria Beckham, too, as a Spice Girl, was very much showing the support there. So basically, when Qatar got the World Cup, I definitely cannot help you with all the details here, but Christopher, stop me and tell me if there's anything different from what you interpreted or saw in the news. But basically, Beckham doing a big, you know, sell job helping Qatar, like, sort of talk about the World Cup and how it's good is seen by many as a betrayal from Beckham because of how Qatar don't really have uh, rights for gay people and the people on the on uh, the sexuality spectrum that are not just good old straight people. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think that's that was the main thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So with that said, Christopher was and in a whole mood with David Beckham. He's he's been let down. Does it hurt worse be because he used to love him? Um. I guess, yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's, anything. It's like yeah, it's all like your anything. comedians being cancelled. It's the same. To be fair, <laughs> I've forgiven a lot of them, but yes, I know you have, <laughs> and we can. And, and I'm I'm not against that. And yeah. my biggest bugbear with Beckham. a majority of celebrities or whoever yes. have gone to these states with these laws. Yes, they've said, well, I need to go there because it helps people, right? And it helps get the message, and I get to spread that message and make change. Mm. 
what they never elaborate is how they do that and when the change is happening and what change they've actually done. Oh, we can actually make the connection here. And and it, and, that, and that's the thing. Uh, like all the commentators, um, there are news writers who've gone out there who've actually written very good stories and done the work. Right. And that's fine. There are writers for like The Athletic, um, The Guardian and whatnot that have yes. done that. Um, but a lot of the other people go and take the money and then run away and play with their bees. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> well, firstly, I like I like do the work there because that that phrase gets used a lot often as like you know do the work, work on yourself, personal yeah. growth therapy. Doing the work is also doing investigative journalism in the Middle yeah. East when there's a tournament going on. And yeah, I agree. But also, um, the connection here for podcast listeners who are eagle eared is, I think this is still a kind pitch because I'm not out here pitching you any Jordan Henderson content content and jordan henderson is the connective tissue right now just because he was booed the other day during an england game and gareth southgate who liberals like us have loved expressed consternation that he was booed and we felt left down by him feeling confused by that because you should get why we're booing him about that it's not just that he went there as you said it's the hypocrisy it's the hypocrisy and if you okay if you're going there for the money for me, mm-hmm. just keep your mouth shut and go there for the money. Don't go there for the money and then talk about how you're going there to make change because I'm kind of with you on this one. What change? Show me. You're show, going... me show me what you're actually doing. Here's the change you're making. You're going there and you're doing you to get by. And then when you come back, you're like, ah, this more inclusive culture. I love it here. Yeah, but what did you do over there, mate? Like, you just got a check and that's fine. Yeah. But the hypocrisy part is hard. So, okay, you've reminded me why now there are mixed feelings. But let's use this all as an intro to get to... This show, you're struggling, you're hating the pitch, you've got all these feelings front of mind. The very and first... Let me, let me be perfectly, perfectly <laughs> honest here. Let's hear it. Yes, I have those mixed feelings. Yes. But the biggest shock was that I'd spent the weekend with beers shouting about my morals. <laughs> <laughs> shouting about how I have a podcast and the pure fact that most of them shouted out and said, it would be great if Jeff pitched that to you. And I went, ha ha, he won't. That's so then funny. you did. So That's there's so the moral side and then there's the embarrassment side. So, <laughs> oh, it's really, I'm both, glad. Both yeah. of which hurt just as much. Um, <laughs> equal weight. I'm really, really happy to hear that. Um, now, yeah, okay. So Can then, we talk about this damn documentary? Let's talk about this Jeffrey, damn documentary. It's been documentary. 17 minutes and I want to do more on SNL. Than First this. question <laughs> out the gate is with those Great. different kinds of... With, right. He has bees. Yeah, that's I stood. I don't. That, that's my it. first note I wrote down. Documentary starts. Beckham's walking out in some bee suit with his initials on it, as if it's some like pajamas. Hey, um, as we're as told, learned, he, he, he likes clothes. nice things. He likes nice things. He loves. Nice um, things. And he starts just like bees aren't nice bees things. What's that about? <laughs> I thought you like nice no. things. That's weird. Um, no. As you... a vegan, I've got mixed feelings about that already. Yeah, oh, mate. Okay, if you want to get into that again, there's lots of soapboxes today. If you want to just answer straight out, were you able to just take it for what it was or were you, like, annoyed by the content for reasons not related to the content in front of you or did you just sort of give yourself to it and then what did you start thinking about? I, I, I gave my... I, I, I watched it. Good. And, and it was fine. I gave myself to it. Okay. But what really helped me yes. were all the side characters. I was so happy I had uh, Alex Ferguson okay. there. I was so happy I had Roy Keane eating tea and biscuits. Yep. I was so happy I had Gary Neville, to a point. Uh, <laughs> I was so happy I had Eric Cantona. I was so happy I had Paul Scholes. Yep. I, um, and even Paul Lintz was a good laugh as well, to yes. be honest. So what I liked was that actually these other people are here telling me the stories, which is funny. And oh, a lot right. of them were also conflicted on Beckham's behaviours in the early part of the yeah, story as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, right. okay, we're getting we're getting a good story here as well. It is um, a good story, and I love that. Okay, so straight off, 
And and like one of my favorite bits is, and I'm going to c- cut straight in here. Is yeah, first of all, when go. I see Alex Ferguson being introduced, I'm like, oh my god, they got Alex Ferguson. This is going to yeah. be great. Yes, because love the man. Um, but there's this, there's a bit where they talk about Beckham getting all famous and getting the publicity and starting to get his deals and all this sort of stuff. Um, and um, Gary Neville's like, no, he didn't change. He was fine. And Beckham's like, no, I I, I don't think I changed. I, I think I kept my head down. I was the same. And Alex Ferguson just cuts to me and went, he changed. And I'm just like, it's the great, I just thought one of the greatest line deliveries that is, ever. That is. And it was really well cut together. Yeah. Um, that was really well cut together. I enjoyed that too. But yeah. But I, I wrote, great, he has bees. And the next line was, thank God Alex is here. Such a wonderful man. <laughs> You love your Alex. You love your Alex. As a, as a, because well, he's just, he's just, even, mm. even in his age, he, he sits down and he goes, Oh, you've got two cameras. I thought you'd have three. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, me, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it was just such, like, he just, he just comes across so genuine and funny. That's no, like, he is a genuine, funny bloke. And as much as, and there's a great Alex Ferguson documentary out there that you, what's that called? Which is way better. Uh, it's on Prime, uh, probably like Ferguson or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Ferguson. But, um, after, Beckham. after, after Alex Ferguson had his, um, I think his heart attack or a stroke or whatever, he, he went to hospital. Oh, it was like a brain hemorrhage or something, I think he had actually. Mm, mm. Um, um, when he came out, um, he spoke to his son. He said, I want to get all my stories across um, mm. before I can't anymore. Mm. So then they they sat him down and he just talked and just talked through his life. And his, and, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's well, really, it was just a really good, well put together documentary. I and th- this one is, in my opinion, also a very well put together good documentary. I... Minus the really yes. intense shots of people looking into the cameras. I was going to say, television. let's let's didn't get like into. That. Didn't I, like it. I kind of had my some moments. I liked it. Some I didn't. I was like, you know, there's a whole YouTube um, like phenomenon out there of like this person reacts to, and it was like just a really. You know, my None of them reacted. They were just slow motion expressions. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, it almost worked for me at points. I especially thought it was just good when it was on Eric Cantona. Like, wow, that's Eric Cantona's just big face filling up the screen as he watches yeah. young him and Bex like is playing Lou, football Louis together. Going to out there? <laughs> yeah, I might have to cradle him in my arms if you just uh, take the mic from me for a moment to talk about um, this documentary because I actually. I really didn't want to give... It's so funny. I'm, def- like, not defending it, but I really enjoyed it as a documentary, and I almost thought, you know what the equivalent is? I'm not a United guy, but these guys mm-hmm. did dominate football in the 90s when I became a fan. It might be the closest I could get as a fan, as a U- UK sports fan, to an equivalent of how I feel like the US fans felt about The Last Dance. It was, like, mm-hmm. this huge, iconic sports figure just doing the retrospective on all these huge moments, and... yeah you know, climaxing in this first episode with the Argentina game and that kick and how he became a national villain. Like, mm-hmm. I am not here for Keeney, Neville, all the boys being friends because they're not my team. But guess what? They win me over. They're charming lads. Yeah. And um, most... Uh, you know, go on, you go. They, 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 they touch on a bit here and in a lot of the documentaries about Man United around that time was around how just Manchester was the place to be. Yes. In the late 90s, with all the bands coming through, with Man United and uh, the almost the youth team coming through as well. Mm-hmm. It was like everyone sort of united on it. It was a very working class place that was booming with a Labour government. Mm-hmm. It was like everything, it was ticking all the boxes that we'd love to have now, to yes. be honest. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And the Hacienda was booming. Uh, yeah. They were taking over, becoming the new rock stars from the actual rock stars, the Happy Mondays and Oasis. Footballers yeah. were the new working class heroes. Yeah, um, but 
but yeah, so the, the, this this episode one starts from Beckham as a young age. It's got interviews with his parents, which is very very cute. Very as well. sweet. Where where are you walking? Sorry, just I need to. I'm a little bit distracted because Jeffrey's walking through his house. Look, look, walking through his I house. I think Louis just needs top. to go outside. You keep going, my friend. <laughs> He's walking down some stairs. He's doing very well balancing a laptop and a microphone. <laughs> um, we'll we'll try and fix the audio in post. I think um, we're fine if you keep going. I think I've got a little plug-in in Logic that's like dog barking remover. So I'll see what <laughs> really? I can do with that. I don't know. I think the people will be okay. God, might have been a bit much. Doggy doggy. Yeah, it might have been a bit much. Um, I'm trying to think. I've written very sporadic notes. I liked... Um, so, talks about Beckham's career. Um, yes. Breaking into the team, having his debut. He it sort of focuses around the goal from the halfway line, which is one of the first times he did that. Um, and I remember hearing about it. And I remember um, back then, and I think Rio Ferdinand touched upon it. Rio Ferdinand is a very funny one for this documentary for me. Oh, yeah. Mainly because... He wasn't in the squad at that time. And he's talking as if he was in the squad. Did he, I didn't quite get the vibe. I kind of got the vibe of him talking about it as a slight outsider. I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, there was a bit of that. I thought he was really funny. I think get any good Manchester United-related talker slash pundit in it works for me. Um, I thought he was uh, really funny. Oh, I, he actually really made me laugh when it was talking about uh, how even when they had these big, awful, garish suits, he was like, I thought he was like, is he getting fitted in secret? Um, he always <laughs> yes. looks good and no matter what but he, he wears. Wearing, he wasn't in that squad or wearing those suits. That's what I found funny. <laughs> I mean, he was in a squad wearing some suits at some point. So, um, Fair. But I re- you know what I really like? As a big connoisseur of the biographical documentary, I loved opening big on a very famous goal, as you say, from the halfway line. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, okay, he grew up here. Here's his little house. They kind of cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah cut yeah. to the chase, the big moment. I love that. Um, there was also this like technique of a quite informal dialogue exchange you can keep hearing with whoever's filming the interviews. It was like, mm. some guy is just talking to David Beckham like, bro, you must have been really lonely at that time. He's like, yeah, kind of was. Like, it's quite <laughs> informal almost. And the guy sounds very American. I can't tell it. Like, are you his business partner? His, his mate? Mm. Um I kind of there's a lot that that did uh, win me over, and I was like, "Am I just like giving this more benefit of the doubt because of how against it Christopher was?" <laughs> but like, I think a lot of it was just very smoothly done, and you can smell the money all over it. But at the end of the day, as you said, the heart of it is all the other speakers, and I have to say, I made sporadic notes too. And I think the thing mm. for me, the heart of this episode, and potentially uh, Bex's fucking life as a sportsman, if uh, is uh, is for me. His friendship with Gary Neville. The way yeah. that guy goes to bat for him, like, fuck, you know. Yeah. Ah, we all need a best there's, friend there's, like that. What a guy. There's a, so for those who aren't the uh, football marks like we are, yes. um, for a good decade or so, <laughs> I could probably say, mm. um, the right wing of Man United was Beckham playing right wing and Gary Neville playing right back. Um, and Gary Neville talks about the relationship they had, how in sync they were. Mm. One of the best things he said was that Neville was the side dish. He was like the mustard to the yeah. roast dinner yeah. or something. That yeah. was David Beckham. For all of um, Beckham's qualities, Neville had the uh, work ethic or <laughs> something along those lines, yes. basically, that sort of um, complemented each other. And mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Um, and there's a point when... Um, uh, someone asked David Beckham, oh, was Gary Neville like a big talker mm. or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's always talking, but we barely listened to him, yeah. which I thought was another... It's very, another very thing. light, gentle roasting of each other and Gary Neville before yeah. he became 
the very, very uh, talkative pundit. Even back then, he was he was a big talker. Mm. Why did you say earlier, like, oh, I could take or leave whatever you said about Neville? Like, as a non-United guy, I I find it very hard not to rate Gary Neville. I really like Gary Neville. Probably also because, because of his I, politics. I love his politics, to be honest. And I, I love his politics as well, yeah. up until about 90, 95%. Uh, and that's the thing. Sometimes he, he has some questionable things that he's said and done in the past. There's a point when he got absolutely roasted on QI, for example, uh, when he was going to Qatar. Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot of this revolving around Qatar. Oh, well, to be it, fair, he said publicly, the, he said publicly sorry. on this podcast, if the Saudis yeah. take over and stuff like that. So this and they is, pulled out. They did pull out. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about their pull out game? <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Moving um, swiftly on. So you said, and just to, Get back to the pod. So yes. the first sort of two thirds of this um, this this episode of this documentary is um, Beckham blowing up, um, sort of a little bit around footballer. Yeah, yeah. He scores the goal. Then suddenly he decides that he wants that there's more to. At the age of about twenty one, he's like, I need to sort of protect my life. I need to do more than just football. Mm. Um, irony with something he comes on and says a bit later on. Mm. Um, but then it's it. Cuts to all the deals he makes. Starts making deals with Adidas, Brill Cream. He's in magazines. He's doing all that sort of That first Brill stuff. Cream ad where he sat there like, oh, look at me. I can do ads and stuff. So, oh, mate, he's going to become the most polished PR advertisement model ever. And that was like one of the first ones. Brill Cream, you know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he would listen. He was like, for me, he's like an early archetype mm. of what a celebrity athlete is. I can't remember yeah. how much more that existed before then. But yeah, and then, and then there's it, a big turning they, point. They go, on to, they, go, they go on to talk, and still in that sort of that first two thirds, they go on to talk about how he could spend the money quicker than he'd get it. He just, there's a there's a beautiful little clip of him, which is so adorable. And part of me is Look looking at, him. at this going, He likes no, him again. No, part of me is thinking that this is before now. This is just a young man yeah. growing up trying yeah. to find find his life, which yeah, is what exactly. the story is. It yeah. is, right. Um, and and there's a there's a clip of him going, I like shopping, I like cars, I like watches. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that I thought that was funny. That was um and so then there's he's blowing up, he he's told that he can that apparently this is a great story that I didn't know, which is a lovely little anecdote, is that yeah. Alex Ferguson wanted the whole team to wear black boots and mm-hmm. he walked in with a pair of white Adidas and he was like, No, yes. no chance, which is something I didn't realise. But then I think he probably <laughs> gave into that after a while. So but yeah, so there's that, there's that whole bit. There's the bit where he meets his posh, which is cute, I guess. Love story. Victoria Tick. Beckham of the Spice Girls and him. You might be familiar with their relationship. Yeah. Um, I, really I did think the... that all the, all the gossip stuff, by the way, yeah. um, and the paparazzi and all that, I was like, if this was happening now... Jeff would be all over it. He'd absolutely <laughs> eat that up. <laughs> I, think, I think just because you don't have as many other people in your life as into it, I feel like I'm pretty tame into it. Like, I don't know what's going on with any footballers currently. One in day I'll just share my DMs that you send me <laughs> with the world. Yeah, depending on what niche of the culture it is, I am interested yeah. in personal life stuff up to a point. Um, hmm. But hey, yeah, back in the day, Posh and Bex were the biggest thing going. I found a, mm. it was very, it was very funny. At some point, Bex, when it got to that bit of the dock, it was like, yeah, Posh and Bex. There was like, even him saying that famous phrase, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot wow. that the, the papers used to really, really, and they called him golden balls and all this stuff. And yeah. um, the amount of people calling him um, a pretty boy. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Everyone uh, on Twitter, I'm not sure you saw it, went super viral, that clip of him talking about... Victoria's on camera talking about how much uh, she, was, she was working, oh, she was working class. class yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he pops in, be honest, what did your, dra- your what did your dad drive you to school in? And Aston Martin, she has to admit. And uh, Rolls Royce. Was it a Rolls Royce? Um, yeah. 
But I think their relationship is very cute. I don't know how much you remember from being a kid in the 90s, but like the whole tension between him and Alex Ferguson that we're all very aware of seemed to stem from him just being a really clingy boyfriend who always wanted to talk to his girlfriend and visit her, do anything. Yeah. He'd, he'd get a four-hour flight just to spend 20 minutes with her and always be on the phone with her. And Gary was like, what are they even talking about? I love yeah. Gary Neville and some of these moments are just so fucking funny. But... It's it's later when he has to defend them to the press um, mm. because it all climaxes uh, to skip to the end a little bit with um, him lashing out in the middle of an Argentina game when England get knocked out of the World Cup. He becomes a big villain. Anyone who lived through the 90s will remember this in the UK. The way that Gary mm. defends him and the way that Glenn Hoddle, I did not remember how he buried him. That was... Yeah, did so you remember whole, it like that? The whole last third of this doc is about his early England career. England. Which, which it's it's funny how... I don't remember it as intense as they're portraying it. Which in terms which, of the Hoddle, Hoddle versus Beckham. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're talking about. Um, well, he um, loved Hoddle. Hoddle, Hoddle was in. like his guy. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I was a big Hoddle mark. To be fair, really? <laughs> still okay. am. Um, I'm definitely um, not. He he's made some comments. I don't think he's made some. <laughs> <laughs> he was cancelled. Yeah, who hasn't exactly? <laughs> he was he was OG cancelled. He was OG in '98. <laughs> cancelled AF, fired from the England squad for his comments. Yeah, because, you know, he had religious beliefs and yeah. <laughs> apparently he's not allowed them, but everyone else is. Moving on. Wow, um, <laughs> let's go. I mean, do you remember the specific beliefs, Christopher, or should we not get into it? Let's not get into yes. it. Let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah, but go on. Okay, so the Hoddle stuff was a bit much. You didn't remember yeah, that no, intensely. I remember the whole 98 World Cup um, group stages and whatnot yes. was the world crying out for him to play Michael Owen. Not oh, for him to yeah, play David Beckham. That's right. And that's what I remember. And then Michael Owen started against Argentina and scored the wonder goal. That's how I remember history. Yeah. However, yeah, Beckham was there too. And yeah. people were like, it was all about Beckham and Anderton. One played for United, one played for Spurs. And right, right, which right. one got in the team. It turns out we played 3-5-2 and we played wonderful. But that's my memory of that. I also remember vividly the nil-nil with Italy in the qualifier. With oh. Ince with a bandage on his head. I yeah, remember... Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I watched that game. I remember a lot about it, or I may have listened to it on the I radio mean, and watched some highlights. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, these, the, yeah. This the, this period of football is my sort of first memories of football. That's this sort of season. Yeah, yeah. This World Cup, mm. Arsenal winning the league the following year, all of that sort of stuff. It's kind of mm. actually no, they skip a few years. I think they've skipped. Well, a that's year interesting because my first yeah. memories of football are Euro '96, two years previous. Like I, I remember that. Yeah vividly for this one i do remember that argentina game i don't remember where i was or anything but just the feeling of like oh so close and the heartbreak you know every yeah. england fan will know those first familiar pangs of heartbreak because we're all so yeah. familiar with them now and every subsequent heartbreak is slightly more dull because you've experienced it so many times before but for us we were kids at the time and it was awful um the, the way that it's really hard for me to remember because the way the the documentary frames it is it was a crime in a way to, mm. to villainize him so much but at the time, it probably felt quite justified. It was just a kid rashly kicking out a Diego Simeone. I love that they got Diego Simeone involved. I love that as well. That was so good. It's like getting the fucking Joker. Like the dick of all dicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he loves it. Well, he's like the villain. He's older now. He's like the now. Christian Cage of football. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a wrestling reference for the uninitiated. Um, a real villain. I don't. I think the interesting part is that he's like, he's trying to see it in the same way that 
you know, Maradona saw the hand of God years later where, like, yeah. he could probably give a bit of sympathy, but he's still an Argentine and still is on his own side. And, oh, I didn't really... Mm. I've never really gotten the context of the Falklands War making them um, mm. Argentines more, like, hateful of us than I realised. Like, I didn't... Someone was saying, but there's such a big rivalry, England-Argentina. I was like, is there? He was like, oh, for them, it's more because of all these reasons. And it probably then inflamed it for us with the hand of God in the 80s. But... um that whole thing, the way that it ends with him being like the biggest villain going and all this tension. I love the tension it's with um, with Neville. Uh, sorry, not with mm. Neville. Neville is the guy I like and there's no tension with Ferguson, who's the father mm. figure and the boss. And to me, the repre- the relationship is not just him and a star player. It's him and like just the youth and different changing attitudes. And we've seen this with different managers of all sorts. Mourinho struggled with it. Whenever these new crop of young players come in, they've got different values and different ways of being. And some managers struggle with it more than others. And him and Beckham was like a prime example how much... You know, he just wasn't into this this uh, Victoria Beckham thing. He chose a different agent than Ferguson recommended. He hated that. He want- Beckham mm. even says in the doc, he's like, he probably just wanted me to like be with a hometown girl who's like not at all a noisy influence on in my life, and I just wasn't going to be like that. So it, it's it's very really it's really interesting how you could almost look at that way of managing from Ferguson as almost a little bit archaic. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, however, I do think he got better at dealing with the whole celebrity thing over the 20 years. Yeah, this well, is this is probably I don't know mid Ferguson tenure right. to be honest as as but then he went on to man- manage them for another I don't know well, until well 2013. Mm. Um of, of at, at which point sort of he got better at managing the individuals. He got better at managing that that way and it was almost as if like Beckham was the blueprint for that. Yep, because totally. he probably because really, there are other characters like Roy Keane, Yap Stam that almost as soon as your face didn't fit out you were gone. Right, right, sort right. of thing. And, um, and it do, it does happen. I can't I kind of at some point I am going to watch the rest. I can't wait to see how it plays out because that is quite a famous thing about your boy how at some point he he will just cut ties and not make any mm. sort of um big thing of it it's just like business or whatever in a way after like you were family almost and i did watch mm. that i you know you'll be sad to hear how much i went to bat for this um, but i watched the overlap episode where beckham was on sort of advertising this mm. and he's talking with neville and keen and ian wright and carragher and um uh Car- not karen carney another one of the english ladies who's like a big podcaster and broadcaster now she's awesome i really like that they did a i'm i'm totally fucking it up i don't remember just blanking on the one woman on the pod it's fine <laughs> but i like that they involved her. is it she jill scott great. it is jill scott we love yeah. jill scott she's fantastic thank you for that she really does like just keep I'd, it i'd let you floundered for a bit <laughs> i like that she kept it from being a total boys club it really made a difference to the episode and yeah, yeah and at some point beckham literally name drops and it's a fair name drop in terms of this he does eventually move with the times and adapt. He name drops Cristiano Ronaldo because by that time, mm. Becca, uh, Ferguson probably did have to move on. Can I just say, with all the different dynamics, as we as we come to the guesses portion, with all the different I, dynamics, I, before before you before you do your summary, which I can see, it's not a summary. It's it's a, it's a it's a just well, a shout yeah. out. Just 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 Roy King. Just that's what I was going to say. It, just a Roy fair. King in anything that he does because there's there's two. Two bits that he talks about. He goes, "Oh, when Beckham first like bought a Porsche and brought it in, he's like, right, certainly up to everyone's game in the car park because <laughs> yeah. then everyone suddenly suddenly thought they had to buy cars." And then he he talked about Beckham buying a pen. <laughs> I just thought it was the funniest you thing. Did. He's like, "Who buys a pen?" <laughs> he's just like standing there with a cup of it's tea. It's so fantastic. I was literally of all the dynamics, him and Roy Keane is probably my favorite because those are guys who 
without a context. I Two just, different worlds. They I would in. just yeah. I just assume Roy Keane would. I assume Roy Keane hates everyone. Every time he gets along with everyone, I'm anyone. I'm pleasantly surprised. But him with Beckham especially, and the fact that. You know, that must have been so nice as a United fan to see these two, like, completely different types of personality also have each other's back on the pitch. And his whole thing seems to be, you know, as long as he worked hard for the team, he could do whatever. I love the image of, like, a tough guy, a conservative guy, a bit of a gruff guy who also is open-minded enough to know that people are different and you have to accept people's differences. So Roy Keane, for me, so far is my favourite. Um, Gary Neville is the best friend who's ever been a friend in Did you ever watch the Roy Keane overlap on its own? Yes. Just, yes, I think we, just, we discussed yeah, yeah. it. I really like Roy Keane. I rate him. Um, he makes me yeah. laugh. Um, but with all of this said, I had... I. It's not about my scores, but I just... Yeah, for someone who's not a United fan, I had an unexpectedly fantastic time. Um, the Yeah, listen, I'm very... I'm on... It, when a show with the nostalgia we were talking about, when it makes you think, oh, I hope England win this, and you're, like, you're well aware that they don't, um, that's always or funny. Or as Beckham said, or Beckham's dad said, sorry. They still had penalties. They could have won it. Oh, we all forget it that. It wasn't all true. his fault. But then, like, it's actually shocking how much they show the on-pitch interview with Hoddle as we go out. And the interviewer's like, but it is because Beckham. And he's like, yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm like, Glenn, protect your boy. He really, like, I was trying to think. But, but again, it must I'm, be very I don't tempting. Know why I'm, I'm coming off as a very Hoddle defensive right now. Um, <laughs> but I just like... Beckham rashly made a decision in a moment yeah, yeah, yeah. When, he got, when he got shoved in the back by Simeone to lash yeah. his leg out. Yeah. It was a split decision that he yeah. probably regrets now. Yeah. I guarantee that Hoddle was full of emotions in that in that moment yes. because he knows the team he had and he knows they could have done well yes. and have shoved a camera in his face and asked him questions. Oh, don't, don't get and, me wrong. I'm not, I'm not villainizing. I, yeah, yeah. I think there is an aspect to that where you're like, it's a very, very rare sliver of managers who would have the presence of mind and emotional strength to like... Not no, throw exactly him a bit. How they're respond to yeah, it. and you you throw the guy who fucked up a bit under the bus almost for his own good. You might say like yeah. they're, they're really having a go at him earlier for saying he needs to focus on his football more, and they were villainizing Hoddle. And I was like, well, some people it probably is good mm. to hear that a bit. Maybe he yeah. could have focused and a bit. To be I'm watching it back, yeah, and who knows that the Beckham that turned up when he did get subbed on or when he did start a game, mm. whether that would have been the same Beckham that started the World Cup right. had Hoddle <laughs> not wound him up and got in his head a bit and said that you're not focused enough. All you hear in sports is tactics like that to get them. It's like, I think it's because we probably thought, oh, we've got Tunisia the first game. I can play Anderson. (laughs) It'll be fine. We do know (laughs) know how the relationship turns out bad. And it's like from the get go, it seems like they have a bit of an agenda with Hoddle. I think this is fair. I didn't realize we were going to be a Hoddle defender pod either, but there you go. Now, um, it sounds like, we need to wrap this up. It sounds like, (laughs) it sounds like you got into it. So I'm quite curious about the scores because I, had probably my most interesting set of scores for you. I got Ooh. you as a one to begin with. I got you as a four to during. And I got you as a two. A four to during. <laughs> and I got you as a two afterwards. You got one of those numbers correct. The one. Yeah. And then? <laughs> three, three. Okay, so two off. Yeah. A classic two off to get us started. A classic. <laughs> two, two off is classic. Oh, we need to do a screenshot where we're at elbows like this. Uh... Uh, do you want me to get you doing it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about Saturday Night Live? Oh, can we please, Jeffrey? Are you going to watch Beckham episodes two, three, and four on your flight? Uh, they're downloaded. <laughs> 
Fantastic. That's all the listener needs Mainly because I'm enjoying the side characters. Sure. You know. Whatever the like, reason has to be. We all watched Friends for Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Saturday Night Live, season 48. Can you believe it? Season 48. It was cut off. The writer's How strike. is Lorne Michaels still alive? <laughs> I don't know how old this guy is. But <laughs> yeah, he must be of, old. Yeah, he's, pre- he's a pretty old man, bless him. But he's still going. He's still producing stuff. He's the is exact- he higher or lower than Scorsese? <laughs> In terms of age? I think yeah. he's older. Um, no. I think so. Yeah. Um, he's the executive producer of Bupkiss as well. Like, he's still doing bits. He's still getting... That's one thing about Lorne. Um, he's loyal. He's he's the anti-Ferguson. Yeah. If you used to work for his team, he will still keep you nice and sorted um, in your future. But season 48 was cut short. And right before it was cut short, um, Pete Davidson, a former cast member who's just left last season, was going to come back triumphantly. You love a good triumphant return of a former cast member. And he was going to yeah. come back. And we were all so hyped. And then, boom, there's a writer's strike. And then finally it's over. I think four to five months later. And he's hosting what is now, uh, that was a truncated season, season 48. So now, early doors, season 49, episode one of SNL. I mean, even saying that, let's not gloss over that because this is one of our shared favorite shows. Season 49, to get to 49 seasons of a show, um, I don't think there will be many achievements similar in the history of television. That's pretty amazing. Mm. Simpsons will get there. I don't know. Yeah, I was literally thinking as I was saying it. Uh, I guess uh, it's it's a very specific uh, culture, Saturday Night Live. It's a very specific kind of show. I love everything about it. I love all the documentaries. I love all. Uh, I love all the seasons. I love the bad seasons. Um, I love uh, how different cast members go on to different things. I love the weekly putting on a little show with your friends vibe. The live aspect. The you know Lawn's whole thing of recorded aspect. Yeah, there's there's pre-recorded bits too. Um, New York vibes. I don't know. This it culturally, for whatever reason, it's a meaningful thing for me as it is with a lot of comedy and television fans. Similar for Christopher and. Um, this episode was it was always going to be fun just for being one of our favorite shows being hosted with one of our favorite chaps so i came into it pretty happy spoiler i think you know where i'm going with my before score because as you say you were being nice last week you knew this was going to be on my watch list anyway I kind of a I trick wrong already no nah, kind of a trick really when you think about it because if i if you know i'm going to watch something already like uh you know where I'm going to be at for my score. Um, so so we're already at 45 minutes, just to give you some context. The cultural content consumption appraisal hour, folks, may overrun today. No, no, no just, we're good. Uh, you will have seen that from the runtime. <laughs> no, we're good, which, we're good. Um, um, so can I... So this was my pitch to you. Yes, You're talking was. as if you've pitched it to me. <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> it shows how excited you are about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we want to tackle this, but can I just say a couple of things off the bat from my perspective? Please. So first, well, firstly... I'm upset that I haven't been able to message you how much I enjoyed it and the bits I liked, which I would normally would have done because mm-hmm. I knew that we had a pod to talk about. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the Please Don't Destroy Boys were on the credits. They were on the opening credits. Yeah. So, and that got me, a, that was a pop from me from, from, so from ever, the start of it. For the non-initiated listener, ever since the Lonely Island Boys, who I'm sure you're aware of, became like the digital short makers of SNL and started doing these pre-recorded bits and parody songs, um... Please Don't Destroy are like the new comedy troupe who they, they aren't on the sketch portions of the live show, but do pre-recorded sort of video segments. And we've really been enjoying their contributions the last season or two. And this season, they made it to the opening credits, which is a big deal. Which is when you think about it and never realize that they... Should be a thing. Yeah. Why wasn't it a yeah. thing? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
So that popped me. Yes. And then um, I don't know how you want to tackle yes. your review, whether you do want to go sketch by sketch, which we probably don't have time for now. Or I mean, we can gloss over. Highlights. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bit. I, I can do a bit of sketch by sketch because some of them do not. Yeah, you're seeing Louis going crazy. Some of them do not warrant that much chat. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Lies. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It's, it's a curious way to, it's a curious way to um, approach it. But I have to admit something, which is, I don't know. I still don't really know how funny I find Pete Davidson, and I really like him. This is a problem yeah. I have. I find is this, him. Is it, are you, are you t- talking towards the fact that so every host on Saturday Night Live would have an opening monologue? Yes. And Pete Davidson's opening monologue was effectively a six-seven minute stand-up, stand-up, bit, which yeah. I love when stand-ups yeah. do. I love when comedians do. Um, and I, find, it's a weird thing. I found it good. I find his I find his personality charming and nice, and he's got he's very open about his mental health stuff. He's very open mm. about his um, celebrity history. Um, very self deprecating, really funny. I think he's such a good contrast guy when you put him with another comedian. Him and Colin Jost always make me laugh. Him and John Mulaney always make me laugh. But yeah, I did just sort of notice it as I'm sat there smiling, enjoying that he's back in this place he'd been a part of for many years. I just, I did realize I was like, I'm not actually laughing though. That's quite interesting. Some of these jokes I couldn't tell you, like, oh, that was a funny one, but I'm not laughing out loud. It's just an odd thing. I don't. I, I, yeah. I'm finding him... Do you, do you relate at all? Or do you find him super laugh-out-loud I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know whether his material yeah. tick, tickles our fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still... I like but, him, but though. But he just comes across as just such a lovely, yes. weird, hilarious yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, as they elaborate later and probably my highlight, I'm just Pete... Um, it seems like so much of the tabloid culture, hey, shout out to Bex dealing with it 20 or 30 years ago, so much online culture hates him that yeah. I do feel defensive of our little lad. He's been through a lot. As he speaks about in his crazy deep cold open, he lost his father mm. in 9-11. His father was a yeah. firefighter in New York at the time and died. So he actually yeah. acknowledged what's going on in Israel and Palestine right now to do a cold open, which I thought was such a, a ballsy move because he literally like makes fun of himself saying like the last person you want to hear on this subject is Pete Davidson. But I actually ha- can speak to this a little bit. I lost my father during a during conflict and terrorism and the last, you know, the fact that you can speak to it from that place and then say what you need is um, laughter at times like this. Cause he, he recalled, it was really meaningful. He was like his mum putting on Eddie Murphy in the car made me laugh and she didn't know if I was going to laugh again. <laughs> That's super meaningful and deep, bro. I don't know how you can't like Pete Davidson yeah. when he's talking about stuff like that. Then he gets to his opening yeah. monologue. I kind of loved it. Um, I didn't quite realize how much, uh, Bupkiss, his show isn't like doing well for ratings and stuff. So I'm I'm finding how much he's poking fun at himself for that really funny. Um, yeah. And yeah, let me just should we just spend a few Did minutes you watch on Bupkiss? It? By the way, I've watched the pilot. I lo- this is where I'm I'm loving it. I don't quite get Joe Pesci in it. He seems like it feels it feels just to me like more. yeah okay maybe it's just a just what for the pilot I was like this is like one of Scorsese's biggest iconic actors like just like schlepping up in this show. He's barely done anything for years. And it's very weird to me that he's just showing up in this, like New York wise, attitude wise, he fits, but I still got a bit of this cognitive dissonance of like, why are you here? Why haven't you been doing movies? Um, But I'm sure I'll get over. I've only watched the pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you in Moonwalker, Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci's a weird guy. Joe Pesci is a weird guy. On the Buckkiss. So Pete Davidson has a TV series on Peacock. I don't know if it's actually out anywhere in the UK. Yeah. Um, I I watched on VHS, as we know. Yeah. And I watched it, all of it, 
You went to America to watch it, I thought. That was it. That was um, but what I, my favourite bit is, so they, they have, um, they, they do a, um, a pre-recorded thing yes. called I'm Just Pete, which yes. is a um, parody of, of I'm parody Just Ken the word from Barbie, I'm just Ken which from we Barbie. all know now, of. if you haven't watched Barbie yet, pause, go watch this. <laughs> Go watch Barbie. Where have you been for the last three months? Then come back and then we'll continue talking. Yeah. I think that's fair, Jeff. And you think that's, fair? that's fair. And they're back. Great. I hope you enjoyed. And they're back. Hope you enjoyed Barbie. What a film, right? Really fun. Um, but my favorite bit about this I'm Just Pete, although the whole Barbie parody bit yes. was hilarious, yes. um, was just the 30, 40 seconds beforehand where it's just the other writers and um, people in SNL <laughs> just... <laughs> Just slating Pete Davidson as he's walking in with a cake. Yeah. And Pete Davidson's so looking really mean. sad in the corner. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> I thought so it was really mean. funny. It was really, really funny. I loved it. I love when they do like a bit more like winky behind the scenes sort of yeah. looks. Imagine. Because there's probably, it's obviously not Pete. They all probably love Pete. They literally were colleagues yeah. with him last year. There probably are some hosts they feel that way about, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love that pre-slating bit. But I thought the during was amazing too. The way I think this for me so far in Pete Davidson's career is the pinnacle mm. of his um, self-deprecating humor and having a go at himself. I think it just nailed it. Mm. Just, you know, his every relationship of his getting just destroyed in the media, every film and television choice not really panning out. Like, yeah. oh, it's just so good. Um, His mental health stuff, his drug stuff. He even, I didn't realize, I saw this make headlines before I watched the episode. He revealed something about his relationship with Kanye. He's not legally allowed to say his name. We, we learned that through this video. Did you spot that? I wondered what that was. And they just flashed his little face for a minute. Yeah, that's a bit mad. But I just thought, this is a pinnacle. Now that you've done your due diligence and you've gone to watch Barbie, you can now go to YouTube and watch this specific uh, sketch. Because it is my highlight of the episode, I will put it in the show notes. I'm just Pete on the SNL YouTube channel. I think just put the SNL YouTube channel in the show notes because I'm looking now. Every single one of the sketches is up from this show. Yes, good shout. Good shout. You can go watch and enjoy, including the Please Don't Destroy sketch which i still thought i thought fucking hilarious very very good uh please don't destroy sketch as well um i thought uh the secretary sketch with heidi gardner was really weird anytime you go so basically (laughs) one thing about snl is it seems to be more either sports based or politics stuff early doors where they're trying to appeal to the masses and it seems sorry we have we have to pause so Oh, actually, no, let's finish off. I'm terrible at interrupting you. No, 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 you're good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's almost as bad as me calling you an ass white, which I apologize <laughs> for. Have I apologized for that yet? No, not? listen, podcasts are about interrupting each other. It's fine. But to finish, I just, uh, sports and topical stuff seems to be early doors. More weird stuff seems to be post weekend update. So do, do, I do feel like there was a natural point for you to get involved there. What okay. did you want to shout out? Just the initial sports sketch, which I thought was hilarious, considering how much we've talked about Taylor Swift on this pod. Yeah. Can you, (laughs) Travis Kelsey, is that his name? Yep, who appears on the show. Who is uh, a sports guy. Are they dating? The Kansas City, of course they are. The Kansas City Chiefs tight ends. I've done my research. And him and Taylor are dating. And I thought the sports sketch was really good too, because all these pundits basically get into it about Taylor's different relationships i actually have sent it to a few friends who i know are swifties but aren't snl people so i wonder what they're gonna think of it but the sports pundits are very cliche sports pundity getting into their feelings about taylor's different relationships and which songs are about who and which one of the nights of the era's tour they went to and which were their encore songs ah it was it was good stuff it was good fun um the fact that uh travis then uh turns up and then uh 
Taylor later turns up later to introduce Ice Spice. It's it's a uh, good fun. I like so, that they went that hard in that sketch, knowing that she was there. Consume? Did you consume the musical guest, Jeffrey? Yeah, only because you made me. I don't like. Yes. The, I don't like doing musical. You, by the way, you've moved SNL. around the mic and you're very muffly. I'm I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you've kind of like gone around there. I don't Hello. know what you did before. That's better. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I, I didn't want to, but I did. Move back. <laughs> it, well, it looks like you're playing basketball with Louis, is what it looks like. <laughs> Louis the basketball, you push him away and he bounces back. <laughs> That's what it looks like. He's, on, he's on invisible elastic. This boy will not be stopped. I watched the music. Did you enjoy Ice Spice? No. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I, I probably... You know in, she's on one of Taylor's tracks, right? I know, I know. There's probably there's probably a vibe. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I feel like in a different context, I'm here for getting into a bit of ice spice. In SNL context, yeah. I'm just like, I, give me some more. Just I don't know. The, By the way, musical guests on SNL are not the one these days. I need I need. It's very rare that I'll be like, yes, this musical guest. They just are so trying for the fashionable, cool thing, hmm. and it's just it's not always my jam. So, ice spice seems fine. That's fine. Everything. Look, fine. looking at all the um, sketches on YouTube now. Yes. I think there's probably one that I didn't think was great and the rest I all had all had moments that I thought were fucking hilarious. Yeah, the Heidi Gardner secretary one I thought was hilarious. Um yeah. the Bowen Yang being the hey I used to work here guy in the middle brilliant. of a Star Trek thing I thought was brilliant too. I wasn't yeah. as wowed as usual. I think for both of us usually a highlight is um weekend update. Didn't mm-hmm. quite get me as much as usual, except for the bit where, as usual, Michael Che made Colin Jost read out some racist jokes, which is really I funny. thought Christopher Columbus was funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Christopher. Oh, Bowen Yang was just going to knock anything out of the park. Bowen, Bowen Yang is Bowen the Yang star is of the show. He's knocking everything out of the park. He is how we used to feel about um, Bill Hader and mm. uh, Will Forte, Fred Armisen. Bowen Yang is the guy. If you're not as in the weeds on SNL, we don't have as much energy as we did during the Beckham review to give you all the context on all of this. So just trust us when we tell you these names. Bowen Yang being um, Bill Hader uh, sort of throwback is like, he's just the best kind of yeah. utility player. He can do anything. He makes anything funnier. He's just got such a yeah. funny energy. We love Bowen Yang. He was Christopher Columbus on the fake news show Weekend Update. And you're right, he smashed that out of the park. Um, which was the and one you didn't like then? I'm, I'm curious. I'm not, I'm not. The Wired interview. The what interview? The, the autocomplete wired interview. Oh, yeah. Dude, let alone not find it funny. I, I kind of didn't get it, all of it. I thought there was a I, few I cultural... Like, did, I miss, did I miss, like, a story that this yeah. was Yeah, so for the listener, get. sometimes Chris will actually say, like, Jeff, is there something I didn't get here? Because usually, yeah. even if I'm not up to date with all the cultural news, usually for SNL, I will do my due diligence to learn what... For this one, I'm not even bothered. Something with a guy Pete Davidson played who seemed to have some sort of embarrassing incident on the plane. plane yeah i didn't yeah i didn't find that funny well or... for me no <laughs> um, <laughs> glamgina was great i Glamgina was great I, sarah I, sherman I no is re- the best sarah yes. sherman um is she better than your old fave though that's the thing you melissa via senor yeah sarah yeah. sherman currently is because she's on the show <laughs> and i get to see her every week um I, I look at my partner's reactions for whether other things are funny to the, the to the common man. Yeah, um, I thought, man. my partner is I the thought, common man. I love that. I thought I thought Beach Day was hilarious. Beach Day was so <laughs> fucking funny. But I can imagine it's. I think it's currently got the least views <laughs> from all the others. But I can imagine everyone else just not finding it funny. It was right up my street. Right up my street. The guy too. who plays the guy, Andrew Dismukes. 
Yeah, Dismukes. Uh, dude, Dismukes is, is a Dark Horse favourite. He is going to become... He's yeah. so... He's got this awkward funny... Him and the other guy who looks like a puppet. I can't remember his name. Oh, the other guy. Not the, the short Mexican guy. No, no, no. The other one. The taller... Looks non- like a puffer. Non-Mexican non- <laughs> guy. I the, can't remember his name. I, th- I, I am learning doing a podcast that if you're floundering with a name, don't try and use physical <laughs> characteristics. <laughs> so my bad. Um, listen, let's give Dismukes um, his flowers. And, Who cares? Yeah. Dismukes in that sketch. Basically, I will give the audience a very quick rundown here because um, Pete Davidson <laughs> has like a family emergency going on and he has to get out of here quick. Meanwhile, they've got a guy buried in the sand who's like just like... He just wants a picture. He just wants to take a picture of him being buried in the sand. He's like, oh, Pete... I feel so bad for you. Let's go right after we take this picture. And Pete's like, no, we got to go. Sorry, guys. He's like, yeah, man, I super feel bad for you. I can't believe it. But let's just take this picture and go. <laughs> he just nails it. I don't know. I think in this age of we need pictures of everything, I think that was, was a really was funny sketch the guy idea. In the, in the Roadhouse bar one as well. No. Oh, no. That About was... pitch, taking pictures of feet. Yes, yes, that's another yes, great one. Well. That was... I, told my... you, they were, I thought they were all great. There was lots of good. The, there was the lots of complete. Yeah, autocomplete lost me, but you're right. There was lots of good. The the whatever was making them laugh, because <laughs> a lot of the sketches I literally just imagine them all m- making each other laugh, either mm. coming up with it or in the writers' room or in rehearsals. That one with the what was it? So what, it was a feat. Fe- it was basically only like fans. a play on the fact that these these guys used to work in a factory, but now they're basically on um, only fans, something adjacent only to that. fans or whatever, yeah. sending pictures of, of feet, but. The way they tell that story is yeah. so fucking weird yeah, yeah, yeah. and funny. Yeah. That I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy I was thinking about was Michael Longfellow. Michael way. Longfellow. There was also a moment a where they, they were doing the, the intros and I literally paused and gasped because I heard Charlotte Jost. And I was like, no way have they just brought in Sh- Colin's sister. That doesn't happen. And I went back. It was something troast i was like okay and she's the only she's the only new cast the member. only new cast member she had a in, whole in, moment in the featuring section in the featuring the section credits which i think's a little harsh but kind of tells you where you stand yeah listen. which i think's fair you just got there and we're gonna start you off we're slow. gonna feature you we're gonna feature you and then you might you might graduate oh dude did you realize your new guy who used to do the funny robot impressions and stuff he doesn't seem to be there anymore no he left last year oh i forgot i forgot that that's sad. He barely got started. I don't think he got out of the featuring section. No, I think I mean, for two years now. To be fair, SNL has a very long history of people not making it on the show, going on to become amazing in their own right. Tim Robinson, shout and having, out. Yeah, and having three series on Netflix, for example. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know we, if the uninitiated have been interested hmm. by this, but SNL makes us laugh. And we are big defenders <laughs> of new SNL because a lot of people who like SNL and call them as SNL fans are like how we feel about new Simpsons and a bit haters, mm. right? It's, it's fashionable to hate on new SNL. For me, I love a lot of new SNL and this one was no different. I had a really good time. And if you want to relate to someone that you may have seen in something, for yes. example, um, Pedro Pascal's episode recently oh, was, yeah. was, a, was, a, was a strong episode. Yeah. Um, for, for the uninitiated. They always so have find, good find moments. any one of his sketches. Yeah, Pedro Pascal had a good episode. They always have good moments, as we talk about with a lot of shows like this, um, not related to any other kind of sports entertainment, wink, wink, that you and I enjoy, but um, live shows being variety shows, something for everyone. Maybe you won't like all of it. Maybe the common man will not get one of the weirder sh- sketches, but you're going to enjoy something on it. We love shows like that. And for, for us, SNL is a favorite. This is the newest episode. Very, very topical. I think this is the first time in history of the show you pitch something that at the time of pitching wasn't in the world. That's a big, big uh, new thing. The Apple keynote. 
Oh yeah, that was that was a, that was an episode we did. Yep. Consume <laughs> the product, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I consume that product. Um, I'm ready right. to give some scores. I think I've got my um, before wrong. Okay. Um, but I've gone with a four in anticipation. Yes. I've gone with a five in enjoyment. Yes. And I've gone with a four in retrospect. Oh. Oh. So it was a five in anticipation. I was hyped. Mm. Of course you were. I scream into the microphone. I don't know why I get that wrong yeah. every time. <laughs> You tell me how hyped you are. You yeah. DM me how hyped you are. You send me other research you've consumed about how hyped you are. And yet I still downplay it in my scores. Um, and then I had a four for enjoyment and a four for after. Okay. So I'm two off as well. It's two, a tie. That's tie a tie. Back to the ties. I needed a tie. Now, um, do you, I have my pitch lined up for you. I've decided to be nice. You've got your travels Before we coming pitch, up. I forgot there's something else that we need to talk about. Oh, please. Um, we've got mail, Jeffrey. Oh, um, which I don't think you've read yet. You no. said you were going to consume it prior to the um, prior to recording, but yes. I thought maybe we could read this mail because you know what we haven't done this episode, Jeffrey. What haven't we done? We haven't Alex bashed. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm I'm comfortable with this being a new segment or feature. Sorry, <laughs> but do, do well, we, we we we've been pitched a new segment. Um, called the complaints department, this which I, I think aware. should be. I think should sh- be. I think I think it should be pronounced the uh, compliments department. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we have we have um, this is basically the uh, sibling special of um, the Christopher sibling special of the cultural content consumption appraisal hour mm-hmm. um, because we have an email into our complaints department from Alexandros Anousis, mm-hmm. which says, "Would you like me to read it to you, Jeff?" Please. It says, "Hello, gents." I was planning my long journey back from a day in the office and I thought, you know what? Why don't I give these consumptioneers another chance? Oh, consumptioneers is a new word I haven't heard before. To my horror, we have an Alex bashing segment now on, <laughs> as part of the podcast. Oh, no, I couldn't find a support horror. bot on your website um, yeah, we and no guidance that. on how to complain. So here it is. One, maybe watch things that are not cartoons. You are both pushing 40. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. Chris's lack of appreciation for his Paramount Plus account, which I pay for, is shocking. Oh, wow. Clearly didn't realise Frasier was available on Channel 4 as too busy rinsing my account. Oh, um, number, th- number three. Happy this wasn't another Always Sunny review, but well, somehow Same. but somehow got a mention again. <laughs> um, he has suggestions for improvements, which are... Let's hear them. Create, create an Alex Knows Best section. Okay. Um, rate snacks that you eat with your content consumption and apply oh, wow. scoring before, during and after. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. And his third suggestion is maybe Jeff should actually speak in the mic rather than dancing around and heavy petting his dog. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical. On the mark. And I think he has a point, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, your, big, your biggest attractor. Catch you next week, Alex. Oh, we love that. So, um, the coffee I had today response? was ones across the board because Louis didn't let me drink it really. Um, and it was a bad cup of coffee. <laughs> So I like that idea. Um, yeah, listen, Alex, the, mo- the more you email in, the more you're featuring good ways. I think you're right about the cartoons. I can't help it. My little heart is in love with cartoons, but you are right. We're pushing 40. It's not the best look. You make a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that about your Paramount Plus, so I'm glad he made that public knowledge. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and what was the final point he made? I feel like these were all mainly good points. 
Um, um, he, he was happy that we weren't reviewing Always Sunny again. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what his beef is with Always Sunny when we've been reviewing Norm every week for the last <laughs> six Norm months. hasn't got a shout for time. Um, <laughs> Alex knows best. I don't... The, the, the one thing I liked that uh, even in his complaints email, he's, he's complaining about a lack of direction for where to put his complaint like there's complaints right from the get-go that's fantastic but what do we levels what do we yeah okay if you're you're you as as his brother i will go to bat for him right now to to finish Mm -hmm. off today's episode you are his brother i Mm because i didn't get enough direction when he said you should have an alex knows best section i didn't get enough direction on what he would actually want that to to include so you as his brother well maybe he can write in and, and, and tell us and we I feel, no, no. I feel like week. you, right here, as his brother, put on the spot, should have. Su- what does Alex know best? Let's give him a shout out. Let's say something nice about your brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we would, well, he, to be fair, yes. he has a um, a small human that he looks after. Oh, I so, see. So, to be fair, I think he's just really upset. He doesn't have the time to consume content anymore. Oh, bless. Um, so maybe the Alex knows best section could be he could give us tips on what to consume when you have little time. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's a good shout. That's Maybe you could do shout. that. That's a good shout. Um, because some although he does sometimes just plonk the little human next to him and watch football. Um, I've seen that. <laughs> <Just a bit laughs> when of he's that. meant to be, quote unquote, looking after him. Um, <laughs> Listen, if you can't have some um, but adjacent The most, thing I agree with him the most is just Jeff staying still should be another important, <laughs> <laughs> another important point, which I think he will not appreciate from this episode with you chasing <laughs> your... Um, this little about. guy... This little guy. Yeah, um, listen, we, we make do. We do our best. And Alex does know best. So I do enjoy that segment. I don't know about every week, Alex. That's pushing it, mate. I mean, if you're that not even... If he writes in, maybe we'll... If you're not listening we'll, every week, we'll how are you getting shouted out every week? I'm not doing a thing where we're shouting you out and you're not even listening. So I think that's the yeah. way this... We'll, 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 we'll definitely discuss it. We'll get him on a Zoom meeting at some point. But in terms of pitches for next week, I wonder if this mm-hmm. is going to be the sort of thing that suits him. I'm thinking of my boy traveling. I'm thinking of him needing time, stuff downloaded on on his phone it, it's it's time to relax to unwind enjoy some stuff so maybe this week you're getting something i'm being as friendly as someone who says hey you were gonna consume hey. this anyway but now i'm just telling you you're gonna need to talk about it too and that is what i'm doing this week christopher anu says this week your pitch is episode five of the strike force five podcast it is finally on the show while there was a writer's strike all the late night hosts got together john oliver seth meyer stephen colbert jimmy fallon and jimmy kimmel to become the strike force five and they hosted a little podcast that ran for 12 episodes before the end of the strike and i'm giving you episode five for reasons i will not get into but that is your episode um i, I know for a fact that it was on your list so whether you want to binge the four before it to get to it in order or you just want to open with episode five it's up to you it doesn't make a difference but episode five of strike force five podcast is your pitch for this week thank you jeff no worries <laughs> you know i'm gonna have to what, listen to episode one three four now yeah yeah, yeah listen it's it, fine. yeah um what's so mine? it's just five hours of content but just, it's fine you're being generous you're being fine i think this is still a good pit i'm being i don't know why i'm being so nice to you at the moment okay to be honest oh i don't know either <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I've been thinking about this. This has been on the list for a good few days. Um, <laughs> you're going to. Do you ever watch Explained on Netflix? No. Have you heard of Explained on Netflix? I'm hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you recommended that podcast. You're like, everyone knows this podcast. I was like, never heard of it. You've really never heard of Explained on Netflix. So Netflix has a series called Explained. What's Netflix? Guess what? They just. Which Netflix? <laughs> what, what's that? Oh, the, the streaming UK thing. one, the US one. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, explained. Post yeah. DVDs through your door. Oh, I love um, that. Hashtag love film. 
What's this explained thing? Do they explain things to you? Basically, yeah, they take a topic that people might not know about or want to learn more about and they do like a 20, 30 minute episode called on explaining it to people. Mm. Um, for example, they have the stock market explained. <gasps> um, they have esports explained. They have cricket explained. They have tattoo. They have... Um, How long are the episodes? Why women are paid less. They're all about um, 20 minutes or so. Oh, nice. So really nice digestible stuff. Mm. Um, but in series one of Explained, because I think there's about three or four, and there's even more. Um, there's The Mind Explained. There's Money Explained. They've got loads of different series. Um, in se- series one mm-hmm. in 2018, they did an episode called K-pop Explained. and Oh, my God. Yes. And K-pop's not something we've talked about. I've talked about my love of boy You're bands. You're just doing and... examples of the different episodes. Keep going. What else do they do? They do this, they nope. do that, they K-pop do this. K-pop Explained is the one that I want you to consume. You're glitching. I, watched it. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're moving away yeah, from your mic. It, that's been, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> so the K-pop Explained episode. Wow. How how yeah. long into the... This is so not like a... Who cares? But like how many seasons and episodes till they got to K-pop? It's not season one, episode one, uh, is it? It's season not... one and there's probably about, I don't know, 15 of the episodes before okay. they got to K-pop. Uh, okay, interesting. But... Um, there's another one called Why Diets Fail. That sounds fun. That does sound um, fun. Because people have to move too, Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, so K-pop Explained is kind of what I want to watch. Because I don't know your feelings on K-pop. It's a very strange thing. You love music. You love um, variety shows, <laughs> as, as you alluded to. Yeah. And it's just a different genre of music. I don't know your feels. So I'm kind of just throwing it out there. Because I enjoy some of it. There's a particular oh, wow. song that I go nuts about all the time that uh, my friend James introduced me to mm. um, by a, a band called Pentagon, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just It just talks about how it blew up, what it's about and how it's pieced together. And I went down a rabbit hole of watching a lot of BTS on YouTube after this. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. These are interesting, uh, interesting tidbits. Okay, that is my pitch. That is your pitch. And you seem so <laughs> not interested in it. <laughs> Listen, I've been pitched a thing. This is my this is my duty. This is my job as a co-host of the it's Culture Content minutes, Consumption Appraisal nice. Hour. Listen, I'll take your word for it. For now, though, <laughs> we had we had a time. We had a good time. And if you are ready, I am ready to say goodbye to the listener because for now, we've had a great time and we look forward to next week. Hopefully, there'll be a bit less disruption on the old audio on my end because maybe Louis will have already been walked for the day. Um, for now, see you next time. Take care. Meant to say goodbye, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio oh, or um, Jeffrey, I got it. I said it in the right order. What do you no, want? No, no, no. It's, it's not. <laughs> It's not about that. It's not about that. What is it? Um, I've, the I've guitar started had... tinkling. We're out, we're out of here. I'm on the toilet already. No, no, no. I, I've, I've faded them back down. What's, okay. what's happened is, is you know, we spoke earlier about us going to Dubai and hopefully we get a sister on the pod or whatever. Listen, stop rubbing um, it in. We're not all going to Dubai. Have a great holiday and we'll see you we're later. Not, we're, <laughs> we're not going to Dubai, but we could have a conversation with my sister while I'm out there. Ooh. And she's just sent in a voice note. Um Because I think we had this idea that maybe she would pitch us something and we talk about it. Optimism. Um, so um, what I'll do is I'll just quickly play the voice note now and we'll see. Uh, what Live voice note. We love it. It could work or it could be a disastrous. We'll find out. Well, hello, boys. And thank you for inviting me onto your podcast and for allowing me to be one of your first special guests pitching some content to you. 
And this is a very special one because it was something that my husband and I stumbled across, I think about a week ago. And we always end up having an argument about what to watch and who can find something better to watch. And I'm so glad that I found this particular series. It is called The Changeling. And I'm pitching to you two to watch episode number one. And I cannot wait to find out what you guys think of this episode and whether it inspires you to watch the rest of the series. But here's the big thing. I do not want you two to discuss this prior to the podcast where you review it. And I want you to not go and read any reviews, Jeff particularly, and listen to any kind of feedback on this particular series. Try and keep your eyes off anything that is um, related to it and just go and watch it. Not on an extra screen on your laptop either, Jeff. I want you to go and watch it properly, like an actual full episode and really take it in because... I just think it's really, really interesting and I'm just going to leave it like that for now and see what you guys think. And I look forward to hearing what you guys think of it. What a pitch. What a pro. What a professional. Have you heard of the show? I haven't. I I think I've seen a picture of the show. It's got the bloke from... um... Am I podcasting with the right Anusus? That was just so polished and professional, just straight down the line. She had all the... Everything lined up correctly. What were rules allowed? Oh, <laughs> fantastic. I literally had like an article up, a new screen. She's like, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. I'm like, fine. Okay. That's a great pitch. Um, I love the little personal insight because I think we can all relate to having your, your partner and you're arguing over what to watch over. I don't know anything about this. Do you? The Changeling? I just know it's got the bloke from... Uh fuck's sake. <laughs> Atlanta. The bloke from Atlanta. The bloke huh. who's in Get Out. Um... It's got that guy in it. Well, that's, that's it. That's, that's as far as I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It might even, with you out there in Dubai, this might supersede uh, our episode that has a bit of K-pop and has a bit of Strike Force Five. Because I would love to get right into this, and if she is available, if the timing works out for our next episode, I would love to have uh, Bex on the pod and talk about the change. That'll be fantastic. We'll figure out some sort of system for for our guessing and scores because the. The game must go on. The game must continue to be played. Um, we can't wait to have you on the pod. Thank you for that lovely voice note pitch, Bex. Um, other listeners, one day you might be so lucky. You might have a little Alex's Corner, Alex Knows Best segment. You might be on the pod. Get involved and engaged with us. You can see in the show notes all our contact details. Louis is very insistent he get on the pod this week. So I hope we've all <laughs> enjoyed that. And Christopher wasn't quite able to... Uh, managed to edit out every single bark <laughs> so forgive him Louis needs to make a little bit um, we all love him um, for now though I think this is the actual ending of the podcast unless you have anything else Christopher no just get it right this time okay let's, let's focus let's focus good bye <laughs> even that's wrong I think I say goodbye you do goodbye <laughs> there's, no, there's never a D and if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't 
like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again